Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 23, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What's on the docket today? Well, let's shake things up a little bit and do a couple of things a little different. Why is that? Because the market was once again very, very quiet today. It didn't really get very far in either direction. No conviction one way or the other. A little bit of a sell program hits late in the day. We'll talk about that later when we look at the intraday charts. But because of the narrow trading range and quiet activity on this holiday week, what I thought we would do today is take a look at a couple of other things that we don't normally look at. We'll look at the U.S. dollar by request. We'll look at gold. We'll look at a couple of other stocks to see what the leading stocks are doing in terms of the longer term charts. Are they giving us any indication of anything to come? We will run through the normal markets. We'll run through the normal stuff, but because of the trading range, because of the quiet markets slash holiday markets, we're going to have a lot of the same repeat information that we had yesterday. So I don't want to do that. So why don't we use the time wisely and we'll expand our horizons a little bit and look at some other stuff. Of course, the first thing we have to do is take a look at the daily chart of the SPY, anything jumping off the page. Not really. What happened today was they did a little bit of a spike higher and we'll discuss where they went to. There's a reason why they went to a certain resistance area. We'll get to that when we get to inside the numbers and the intraday charts. What we also see is the fact that the market remains above the 20 period moving average. Now they've been back and forth through the 20 period moving average. They're hanging around on top of the 20 period moving average. The longer that occurs, the less important the 20 period moving average becomes. The more they hang around said moving average, it diminishes the importance of the moving average. Nevertheless, they're above all the moving averages. So you know what? The trend is your friend until the very end. Therefore, the trend remains positive. We'll see if that holds through all the way through the end of the year. Another thing we take notice is where they finish the day. It's always important where they close the market, not necessarily or nearly as important as where they open them or where they trade throughout the day. Where they close is extremely important. So here's what I'll say. That being the case, the close of this candle here happens to be 367.86. That's the day they filled the gap, they reversed, finished good for the day, and therefore we're using that number as important. There's another number from an intraday perspective that I've been using for Inside the Numbers members. It's about 10 cents higher, just for argument's sake, in that zone between the closing price the other day and we'll call it 368 is important. And guess what? They haven't been able to close the day above there They haven't been able to sustain for more than a short period of time above there. Does that mean anything directly for the immediate future? And the answer is not necessarily. They can eat time off the clock, go sideways for a while, and then make another move higher or another leg higher after eating some more time off the clock. So just because they haven't or can't yet close above the close of the candle from Monday doesn't mean they won't going forward, for example, tomorrow or Monday and beyond. That brings me to another point, tomorrow. 
Tomorrow is Thursday. Tomorrow will be half a day in the market. It's Christmas Eve. There's a high likelihood that I'm taking the day off. Inside the numbers, members will have some kind of commentary, some kind of thing going on early in the morning, but it's likely going to be the only thing that day. The market is open for half a day. You may get some activity for about 30, 45, maybe even 60 minutes in the morning. After that, the market will typically go to sleep, and that's generally it for the day. Let the computers trade ping pong back and forth. The market will resume trading the following Monday. It will be Monday, Tuesday, and I believe Wednesday. I'm not sure if Wednesday's half a day, but there's another short trading week next week with New Year's on the docket. That should take care of a little housekeeping activity going forward. Net-net, in terms of the daily chart of the SPY, are there any revelations? No, there aren't. They're in an uptrend. They're high on the chart. Technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with the market. What makes something wrong with the market? Below Monday's low would be trouble. Below Monday's low on an hourly closing basis is the first sign of trouble, but not really, because the first sign of trouble is why are they headed toward Monday's low. That would be the first sign of trouble. Start closing candles below there and there is trouble and something else other than bullish is going on. And if it's tomorrow, inside the numbers may or may not have that information. If it happens next week, inside the numbers members will be on top of it because we'll all be on top of it if that should happen. What's the norm for Thursday, half a day leading into the Christmas holiday? The norm, using the 80-20 rule, would be to float the market. Not to move very far, not to drop it very far. Maybe they pop it a little bit, but in reality, it shouldn't get very far leading into the Christmas holiday. Half a day, trading volume is very, very light, and those type of things become a self-fulfilling prophecy. How does that work? When most traders and investors think that most traders and investors have taken a vacation, even if they're not physically somewhere else on vacation this year, they need to decompress. Fund managers, money managers, financial advisors, investors, traders, everybody needs to take some time off. 2020 was a tough year. We need to take a break. You need to get away from the screens for a while, do something else, recharge the battery, come back for 2021, recharged, in uniform, ready to go because 2021 should be a year that all traders should be able to make money if you're on the right side of the trade. If you're on the wrong side of the trade, it could get ugly. I'm expecting some large movements in 2021. How's that for a little taste test? That's enough for the daily chart of the SPY. Let's just take a quick gander at the weekly chart. So what we have is a market that's staying above that gap at 362.83. That doesn't show up on the weekly chart, shows up on the daily chart. But what we also have is a breakup candle here. This is the week ending the 4th of December. We also have the former high, and we know about this one. We've discussed this number ad nauseum, 364.38. As long as the market's above all this stuff, there's nothing technically wrong with the market. And what are they doing? Above all the moving averages, they're simply eating time off the clock, allowing the 20-week moving average a chance to creep up to price because they were a little extended. So as that happens, they're eating time off the clock. And in doing so, what are they doing? They're building energy for another move higher. That's not to say they can't fail. 
We're just discussing what they are doing at present. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. We're not here with a bias. We're not here to discuss what they might do three or four weeks from now. We're here to discuss what they are doing now. Now, here's what we're going to do with Inside the Numbers. We're going to run through the commentary. There were no stocks on the move today. There were three on the board. Nothing hit its number. We will take a look at the chart of SBE because there was a little bit of shenanigans going on, but I think it's worth a look. In fact, let's do it backwards today in the spirit of just changing things up a little bit. Right of the vertical is today's activity. SBE was on the board bright and early. 4104 was the number that was the target. That was the buy area. Guess what? Check this out. So the first candle of the day makes a low of 4136 and really trades away tremendously. That's doing the deal more than the deal. It's a rocket ride. They didn't get to the number and then they traded away. So I'm not watching it. I'm not looking at it until I see an email come in from one of the members saying, oh, look at this. Well, guess what? At 9.50 candle, and this is a five-minute chart, so what happens is in that span of time, they come down, 41.06 was the low, and they rip-roaring another rocket ride away. Just to put in perspective where they went just minutes later, 44.40 was the high in this candle at 10 o'clock. Now, I'm not saying this because we're in the trade or got in the trade. I'm saying this because there's always a takeaway. You can see what happened in and around this number. This particular stock slash the market knew that that number was important. They came close in the first five-minute candle of the day. They came back to do the number or at least a couple of pennies above the number. Maybe my number was wrong by a couple of pennies. The point is, is that that area was in fact support. The market knew it was important. The market found it to be a destination. The stock ran there. They went to the destination. And what did they do? They have two choices. A, they could hang around for a cup of coffee. Or B, they could turn around and go back in the other direction, which is what they did. They went all the way up over $48 later in the day. Again, not in the trade, just the point that the numbers work. Sometimes this stuff happens, but sometimes we get these trades, you sell half the position, they continue on a rocket ride, and you get the full Monty on an all-day sucker. You never know which ones are going to give you the base hits, the doubles, triples, and home runs. In trader terms, we call this a heartbreaker. The stock did really everything it was supposed to do at the end of the day. It just didn't do it in the manner in which we needed it done, and it also came up two pennies short. But in the big scheme of things, it kind of did the deal just without us. Pre-market commentary. It's hump day. Wake up a little green after the thieves in the night ran a test of the breakup candle low discussed in last night's video. Funny how that works. I almost forgot to talk about that. Remember this from last night. We looked at the 120-minute chart. We talked about this breakup candle and we talked about the low down at 364.60. So I said right in that neighborhood, 365, give or take, is where the market could run a test and still stay in this bullish formation, if you will. As long as they don't break below on a two-hour close, this is a 120-minute chart, break below and close below this 120-minute chart. So we had that and then all of a sudden, 
the market opens in the aftermarket session or it continues trading. And I guess it was after I made the video or after I posted the video. I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but what we can do right now is go take a look at the continuous contract or we'll take a look at the aftermarket activity with the SPY. Now here includes that data. So let's just get our bearings on where we are. So I'll put a line right in front of that same breakup candle from the 120 minute chart. We're on the same chart. This is that candle right here, this green candle. Now, the low of this candle is not necessarily the low of the candle from the regular market session. So let's go back to that chart and do some homework. There's our pit session only. We'll move this line over so we can see. And we know the low is 364.60. We mark the chart. 364.60. Now let's go back to get the aftermarket data. Here it is. Personally, I like the term data. So 364.60 is this line, and this is this activity after the market closed in the after hours activity. The low is 364.55. So they actually did go run the test of that level we just talked about in last night's video and they did it after the fact. How you doing? Now, before we move on and get back to inside the numbers, I'll make mention of something else. Think about this for a moment. You're an experienced trader and we have those inside the numbers. We have plenty of those. They know the numbers. They're getting them from me. They believe in the numbers. They're listening to this information. They know about this breakup candle low. They watch the futures trade down to that level. If the SPY is trading down to that level, guess what else is? The ES contract. So guess what? There were traders that picked up the market down there last night, or we'll just say late yesterday, and whether or not they held on through the night into the next day, who knows? But I know there are traders that picked up the market down there when they saw what was going on. Why is that and how is that? Because they know what is going on using the 80-20 rule the majority of the time. If the market's headed somewhere and it's getting there rather quickly, it's running to a destination. Well, if you have the destination in your back pocket, what do you think's going to happen when they get there? They stop falling or they stop rising, whichever way they're going, and they'll either go sideways or they'll turn around and go in the other direction. Either way, if you have the destination right, it's 90% of the battle. Allah, know your numbers. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go see what else happened, the early thoughts closer we get to Christmas, the lighter the volume is going to get, yada, yada, yada. We know about that. Then we want to discuss what happened overnight. What we just discussed was that a recocking of the tape. Well, a little bit, because if you recall, now we're on the hourly chart. And I know I'm bouncing around. I'm doing things a little bit different than I normally do, but that's okay. We're all getting the information and we're learning something. So we talked about this yesterday. We talked about the fact that they had a bullish flaggish thing going on. So that was your flagpole. Then you have your flag going on and that would generally result in an ensuing move to the upside, northern direction, all that stuff. So they had trouble getting through this spot at the moving averages yesterday at that gap we discussed. And therefore, what did they do today? They jumped over that stuff and they really did keep going. And where they kept going to in a very quiet market was a very specific spot. 
They didn't quite get to 370 SPY. That was a second target that we had today. They made a high of 369.62. What we also said, and you'll find inside the numbers is, they may make a run for 370, but it's unlikely that they're going to get all the way there on the first run. You'll see that inside the numbers. What you'll also see when we scroll up is the first target and why that was a target. No, thy numbers. Get your sticky pad ready. So the numbers they were fighting yesterday, 367.86 to 367.95, that zone, they couldn't really sustain price above that zone. Well, guess what? In the pre-market, they were still fighting that zone by the opening bell. And the question was, were they going to open above or below that? And they did, in fact, open above. And therefore, we had 369 on the docket, really the same schematic from yesterday. Here's a 15-minute chart. They gap higher. The target is 369. The target was 369 yesterday. The target was, again, 369 early this morning. The target was 369. They went to 369. They spiked it. They pulled back. They fought through it again to get to the next spot. Where was the next spot? The next spot was actually 369.45. You're going to see that inside the numbers, and then we're going to talk about where that comes from. Just for kicks, there's your 369.45. They went a little bit higher, but that was the actual target. Let's move along through the notes. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart. Double check the work. Some pre-market information. The market opens. The door is open for 369 as it was yesterday. Let's move along a little bit. They couldn't do it yesterday. They jumped over it today. We discuss that all the time in these videos. If they're strong above 369, the door opens for 370. But what you'll see is we refine that down later on. By 937, and you already saw it on the chart, they did the 369 thing. Now what we're saying is the low of day is important. Closing candles below the low of day opens the door for the gap down south. But as long as they stay above the low of day, and they just go sideways or eat time off the clock. That's a recipe for another move higher. So we still have a target above 369, and as long as they're doing the eating time off the clock thing, there's no reason they can't get there. That's the premise in the morning, moving right along. They're eating time off the clock, 10 o'clock. They're eating time off the clock. Now for a comment on SBE, for those watching the price action and how they toyed with the number, it's further evidence that the numbers are in fact pretty real. Pretty amazing stuff when you watch this kind of thing. Moving right along. No change above the low of day and she's okay. And here we have an interesting factoid. By the way, the pivot from a short-term perspective at present is 368.65. Now here's a five minute chart. Now check this out. 368.65 is a pivot. Now that was given early, right? Now guess what? Look what happened later in the morning, 1140. That was in fact tested again. They ran a test. As long as they stay above the pivot, they're bullish. Below the pivot, they're susceptible to fall. Below the pivot, what you'll find stuff like this in the notes, below the pivot, they'll fall to low of day. Below that, and there's trouble. Above the low of day, she's okay. Above the pivot, and she's okay. When you know these numbers and you're actively trading in the SPY during the trading day, it helps you understand where your position is in the market. 
In other words, if you're in a position and they start to get below a number that you might know of, but other people don't, or you might not know of, but should know of, well, this is where the market can accelerate. A pivot is important because above the pivot, the market can accelerate in the upside direction. Below the pivot, the market can fall in the southern direction. If you're in a long position, you need to know where that pivot is. Do you know where your pivots are? How do you get the pivot? Good question. It's a secret. That's what inside the numbers is for. Let's see what else we have. Again, pause the video, read the notes, see what the notes are saying, see what the numbers are, see what the chart does after the stuff is posted. It's important. It's interesting. It's helpful if you're active in the market, period, full stop. Now, we had two targets. We talked about it a couple of times already. The first target was ES3700. The second target was SPY370. They sound like they're the same, but they're not. Let me go show you something. Here's the pit session ES chart. When the ES market was creeping up to 3,700, here's a high of 3,701.75. When it got to 3,700, the SPY wasn't at 370, it was at 369.45. I knew that number, therefore I told the members that number inside the numbers. So if in fact you're trading in the SPY and you want to take an exit trading up to ES3700, but you're trading the SPY or options or an equivalent like a leveraged exchange traded product, anything like that, you just watch the numbers that I'm giving you and you take the exit at SPY369.45. That's what the numbers are for. It pays to know your numbers. Let's see what else we have as we go out into the afternoon. I didn't catch the notes when the market fell at the end of the day, had already given it a wrap, and we know anything goes into the end of the day. Nobody's going to suggest that you guess, hop on a trade, hoping the market does one thing or another into the last 5, 10, 15 minutes of the day. We don't do that. That's not trading as a business. That's gambling as a guessing exercise. By the way, just for learning purposes, more of trading 101, all day long, all morning long, we talked about the fact that if they got below the low, and that was the low of day early in the morning, so that low happens to be exactly 38, 36.8775. This is the ES contract. In the SPY, that same number was 368.25. If they got below the low, it opens the door to fill the gap. Where's the gap? Right down here. Did they get there by the end of the day? No, they didn't. But the door was open. Will they likely fill it tomorrow? Yeah, unless they turn around first thing in the morning, they probably already filled it in the aftermarket session. There's the aftermarket session. There's the gap, 367.20. was actually 367.22. And there's your fill, and there's your bounce, and that's in the aftermarket after the regular session closed. Of course they filled the gap. Thought we were going to have extra time to do other markets, but apparently we don't because I got long in the tooth and I got full of a bag of wind. Either way, let's take a look at the IWM. Anything to discuss here other than the fact that they're at 200 roughly? They're pushing to new highs once again. They didn't quite get to the next big fat round number of 200. They came close today. The high was 199.65. Will 200 be a top? Are they going to bust through 200? We don't know, but what we do know is the trend is your friend until it's not. The trend is very strong in the IWM. Money is flowing to the IWM as volume is decreasing. We should note, decreasing volume as we make new highs. 
you can see the decreasing volume down here at the bottom. So this is a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Take note that there's no institutional conviction buying the market, buying the IWM with both hands to make new highs. It's on decreasing volume. Lack of conviction doesn't mean they can't go higher. It means it's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It means they're going to reverse at some point. Anything new in the transports, the folks down at the transportation department, not so much. They're still doing the same thing they were doing yesterday. They're making a bearish, flaggish pattern contained by the 20-period moving average. No change. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's a canary in the coal mine. I would keep this on a sticky note. The folks out in Silicon Valley, the Qs, they were down today. Half a percent, buck and a half. Uptrend above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong. Above 30350, there's nothing wrong. Below 30350, there's something wrong. That would put it below the 20 period moving average. If in fact that happens, we'll see some downside. That's not happening today. Where the umpire calling balls and strikes in this inning with this batter today. So if something happens, we'll talk about it at the time, but it's not happening today. But just know 30350 is important. Anything wrong with the XLF? Absolutely not. 2891 closed today. What's the target? 30 bucks. Has anything changed? Absolutely not. Above all the moving averages, she's fine. Yesterday they dropped below, closed below the 20. Looks like it's going to scare some people away. Right back above it today. Anything wrong here? No, nothing to see here. Move it along. How about Smash Mouth? Pretty good proxy for the tech space. Well, guess what? Here you are below the 20 period moving average, making a bearish flaggish pattern around the 20 period moving average. Guess what? Not making new highs. The Qs are no longer making new highs. The IWM is making new highs. The transports are struggling. We have divergences. There is something happening under the covers. Doesn't mean it's going to collapse tomorrow. Doesn't mean it's next Monday or Tuesday. We don't know. But we're watching. These are puzzle pieces. These things are on the table. There's something cooking. The puzzle is being formed. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. I know I talked about the fact we were going to discuss other markets today. It's getting long in the tooth in this video. We'll do it in an upcoming video. This is going to be a wrap for today. It's everything I really wanted to and intended to discuss, minus the dollar and gold and a couple of other things. But we talked about the core stuff. So we're going to give it a wrap here and pull the ripcord. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.